Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 168. This podcast will likely be extra sad, because I only have a little bit to talk about for Dead Island Riptide. Not quite done yet, but I do have some thoughts. And pretty much the rest of the podcast will be kind of extra rambling in the close about some terrible sad stuff that has happened to me which might affect the podcast. So hopefully you won't be too sad and you'll enjoy what little bit of the podcast there is. And hopefully next time I can do something more regular. But on with the show. So according to an in-game statistical kind of trekking thing, I am supposedly 85% of the way done with the main quest. And like I said, it's not 100% done, but there are quite a few things I've noticed that are sort of a trend with Dead Island Riptide as compared to Dead Island. So I thought I might ramble about that this time. First thing, Dead Island Riptide, as I mentioned last time, does evolve things quite a bit with the skill system, though it is pretty quick to sort of level everything up. I am, like I said, about 85% done, and I've gotten blades, blunt, and firearms all to rank 10, so really don't gain anything past that. Hand-to-hand weapons is level 5, though, you know, I'm trying to focus on it now and get it up to 10 as well. Though honestly, aside from a completionist standpoint, I really don't know if there's any reason to get it up. It doesn't affect anything except hand-to-hand weapons, so there's really no point in getting that up, because I don't ever use those. There are, I think, three new bad guy types I've seen so far, but in terms of evolution of the game, that's really about all I've seen compared to the first Dead Islands game. Everything else almost seems kind of like a step backwards. It seems like there are far fewer side quests, and although you can go into many just random spots once you get to the city, you can just, you know, go into a a little extra area, kind of like a house-sized area, I'd say. And as far as I know, it's kind of random, and there's some sub-bosses and some extra stuff in there if you do that stuff. But outside of that... It seems like compared to Dead Island, there are far fewer places to go, and the places you do go are far less interesting. Like with Dead Island Riptide, you start out sort of in this, I guess you could call it marsh town. It's sort of like, you know, it's kind of flooded, and it's sort of houses on sticks. And you stay there for a really, really, really long time. Nothing really changes. The areas you travel around may have fewer houses, there may be kind of some jungle travel, but it's pretty much one marsh town to the next. The only thing that really stands out, a little sort of temple ruin area that you go to for part of it, but mostly it all looks very similar. 
After that, you very briefly go to a research center, which is pretty much just two big rooms. And then after that, you'll go to sort of a old-school sort of empty reactor area. It's, it's kind of big and interesting. That's probably the most interesting area I've seen. And then after that, you get to pretty much the city, which it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's city-like, but it's still got a lot of flooded areas, so it still has sort of a, a similar kind of feel as the original area with all of the flooding. And the city doesn't change a whole lot from what I've seen. Again, I'm only 85% of the way in. But compared to Dead Island, Dead Island seemed to have a lot more varied environments. At the start of Dead Island, and, and kind of spoilers, I guess, for both games if you haven't played them, you start out at sort of a beach resort. There's a few, like, little bungalow-type rooms, but mostly it's the beach and the ocean, and there's very little going on. Then you have sort of the upper resort area, which is a little bit more populated, I guess you could say, with, like, little hotel houses, and you can go in the little houses, and, you know, they're, they're only individual houses. But you can go in several. There's a bunch of pools. There's some slides for the pools. There's little pool, lifeguard bar areas you can go in. And then you'll progress into a hotel. And then from the hotel, you'll go to sort of a, a different resort area. And then there's sort of the higher island area, which is far less resortish and there's more just general stuff around. There's like a gas station and a bunch of big road areas. And there's sort of a military base kind of thing and a lifeguard outpost. But there's pretty much three different main areas to the city. There's sort of the area around the church where you start, which is kind of dangerous. There's a lot of mobs walking around, but you can travel through it pretty carefully. And then there's sort of the deeper area of the city, which is a little bit more dangerous. And there's a few different kind of survivor camps, which are, you know, waypoints and hub sections for side quests. And then there's sort of this super, super dangerous quarantine kind of area where it's kind of obviously blocked off. It. But if you dare to go through it, there's an, just an absolutely insane number of zombies coming at you and they spawn really fast and it's super dangerous. So in the first Dead Island, there are many different areas, and all the different areas seem to have sort of different spawn rates and sort of different danger levels. Like, the resort area is fairly tame once you get used to things. And once you go down into the sewer, it's a little bit more dangerous, a little bit darker. You know, what's around that corner, I don't know. you got to be a little bit more careful of that. You go up to the city, it's a little bit more open, there's more mobs. You can get trampled quickly because there's a lot of people. There's small, scattered groups of... Or, I guess, rebel survivors, you know, people that will attack you who are still alive. And then, you know, there's a bunch of small quest hubs everywhere. There's everywhere you go, there's pretty much a quest hub every, I don't know, maybe five hours. You'll do a dozen quests and then you'll get to another quest hub area. And with Dead Island Riptide, there just seems to be so much less content. Like I said, I think I finished the first Dead Island in probably about 20 to 30 hours, which could probably be cut down to about 15. But with Dead Island Riptide, it almost feels like there's half as much content, and I'm beating it, you know, in half the time. So I would say, you know, if you're going to pick up the series, definitely pick up the whole series, pick up both games, and play through both of them. You know, each does seem to have advantages, 
But I don't know. I am very tempted to say if I were to play just one and, you know, go through it and sort of play it endless, you know, go back and play and replay and replay until I hit max level, I think I would be much more tempted to go back to the first one because there are so many side quests I didn't do and I'm a questy kind of person. You know, I like to go and talk to a person and be like, oh, you want me to do this thing? Okay, I will go do this thing. It gives me something to focus on. You know, maybe the second or third time you do that, you start to really not care. And so, you know, maybe that's why they changed the design for Dead Island Riptide is because, you know, they figure people probably won't really care and they'll just want to go through the content and sort of, you know, plow through the quest and just smash zombies in the face. So maybe that's why they cut back on it so much. But I really think that kind of takes away a lot of the feeling of sort of this world. You know, you come across a group of survivors in Dead Island, and it's like, oh, this is a little camp, and these people, you know, all look different from the people I've seen, and they all have, you know, their little stories. And so it adds to sort of the flavor of the world. Whereas in Dead Island Riptide, you're kind of stuck with this one group that's sort of progressing. And I mean, that kind of makes sense. You know, you've already learned the story of the world if you've played the first game. There's no reason really to explain it to the player again. So I guess having this one solid group moving through sort of this main story plot kind of makes more sense in terms of this is a sequel. But I don't know. As a couple of games, looking at them separately, I kind of like the first one a little bit better. There are, you know, advances with the game in the second one, which are noteworthy. But I think, you know, like I said, if you are going to pick up the series, you probably want to pick up both. And I would say, you know, go ahead and enjoy your time playing both. Don't rush through one to get to the other one. Because like I said, uh, you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to each. And I think playing through both of them has left me, you know, sort of wanting more. And I'm very much looking forward to Dying Light in February. And when I finish Dead Island Riptide, I'm sure I'll give you guys final point score on that one. Though I have a feeling it will probably rate a little bit lower than the first one for the reasons I have stated. But as I said before, if you are into Borderlands-style games, you should definitely keep your eye out for it for a Steam sale, because they're probably going to do sales you know, all through the summer, as they typically do. And it's probably pretty cheap anyways. I didn't look if it had a, a cheap price, you know, regularly not on sale. But I'm sure it's not very expensive since both games are pretty old. But as I said, the past few podcasts, if you're into that kind of thing, you probably want to give it a look. News for this week, The Wolf Among Us, Episode 5, is now out. If you have the subscription, just pop online and it should automatically download it for you. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is now out. Unfortunately, I don't really have the money to go see it. I'll I'll talk about that in the sad closing section. And next week, on the 18th, 
Jupiter Ascending will be out. Hopefully I'll have the money for that. But again, you know, see the closing section for sad ramblings about that. And Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've been really, really, really looking forward to, is due out in a few weeks on August 1st. And that's it for the news. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. So, as I mentioned, there is some super terrible news that happened. It actually happened kind of on the day I was editing the podcast for last week, but my microphone was not cooperating with connecting. So I figured I'd just save it and talk about it this time in a little bit more detail. For those of you who are newer listeners, or who might not otherwise know for whatever reason, I have been struggling and having a really hard time with life for past six years. And basically, I had a job which was about five hours a week to start. And in the last year, it kind of upped to about 20 hours a week. So a few years ago, things were pretty bad struggle. And in recent times, I was doing okay. But I am homeless because of that. And, you know, the recent couple of years have been okay, you know, okay enough to get regular food and not have to starve myself all the time. And as noted by the podcast, you know, I could still get new games here and there and games on sale or, you know, iOS games that might be cheaper, as well as, you know, going to a few movies here and there to talk about those as well. But last week, like I said, just after I'd recorded the podcast, my work decided to fire me after working there for six years and having no you know, outstanding bad issues, as it were. There were no black marks on my record. I was always in time. I was always filling in for somebody on Sunday. That's part of why my shift had become regularly larger, because like 90% of the time he was asking me to cover for him. So I have no idea what happened. My boss said they hired some new people, and so my services were no longer required which sounds to me like we're firing you because we want to pay these people a couple bucks less an hour. That's what that sounded like to me. So that's some total BS. But of course, you know, barely making any money, and now, you know, no job and being homeless, things are going to crash pretty hard pretty quickly. I have an estimated about three weeks worth of food before I'm totally out of money. Within an hour, I applied for unemployment. I haven't heard back from them yet. It was 4th of July weekend, so I kind of don't expect to hear back from them for a week or maybe even, you know, a couple weeks because that always takes, like, a really long time. So, needless to say, anything which was, you know, recurring kind of cost has now been canceled. So Wildstar got canceled pretty much immediately. I think I talked about that I was kind of considering canceling it anyways, so that just kind of accelerated things. I'm actually a lot more sad that I had to cancel my subscription to Adobe Premiere Pro, which is what I did uh, a recent Hearthstone video with. 
and what I did, you know, in class. So that's that. I can't make movies anymore. I mean, I can record them on my phone still, but without access to, you know, software to do the editing and putting it together and tweaking the sound and putting the sound in and all of that stuff, I can't, you know, do anything with it. So that is very tragically sad. And of course, any upcoming games are now obviously also going to have to be canceled, which pretty much the summertime was sort of barren. The only thing I had coming up was Destiny in September, and there's Dragon Age Inquisition, I think in October. And then I think the next thing I was looking forward to was Dying Light. I'm tempted to say there was something else in October I was looking forward to, but I can't remember what right now. So, needless to say, uh, as time goes on, those are going to have to be canceled. So, any new stuff I do will, you know, need to be on behalf of donations. And of course, um, you know, I'll have to have enough money for food uh, before that. So, if any of you out there, or, you know, know some other people who might actually care, now would be a very good time to consider donating. I have also set up this new Patreon site, which is www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, I believe, dot com, slash rabbit, R-E-B-B, number one T. And that's pretty much a new thing that's come up lately that a lot of podcasters have been using. It's sort of a donation site, but it's on a subscription base, or I guess you can set up the account to be project-based. But since I do primarily podcasting, I figured I'd just go subscription. So you can go there, and you can sign up for it, and it basically sets you up with sort of a recurring subscription, and then once a month it will send whatever amount you've decided to me, in theory. I haven't gotten anything yet. And that would also be, you know, a really great way to support me, or, you know, any other podcasters you know that, you know, you enjoy their podcast. You might want to see if they have a Patreon page as well. And that will help to, you know, short-term feed me and, you know, longer-term, hopefully, you know, once my life gets back together, maybe, you know, I can resubscribe to the software and maybe even, you know, upgrade to an actual real camera, things like that. So it's totally up to you. I checked the site and it looks like the default is $1 a month, which, you know, I would appreciate that. But, you know, it's like I put out four podcasts a month and, you know, I, I would think most people would probably go for five or ten bucks and that would be not really a big deal to them. But it would be a very big deal to me to help me, you know, stay fed. And, you know, once I'm fed, you know, my brain can hopefully still function correctly and I can continue to do podcasting. Though, you know, like I said, without money, not sure how much I'll have to podcast about. I have had Atari's Haunted House on my iPhone forever, so I'll probably talk about that. And, you know, in the future I can look at some other iOS stuff that might be free. So, you know, if I can find more free iOS stuff, you know, I can talk about that. And haven't talked about too much iOS stuff lately. Usually it's kind of stuff that doesn't look very interesting to me. I kind of had a bunch, like, all right around the same time, and then it's been kind of just like meh from then on. But I don't know. Um... Maybe I can talk about that stuff. But an indirect side effect might obviously be that I just don't have all that much stuff to talk about. 
So I will probably keep people updated on this, but you know, moving to bi-weekly instead of weekly might be something we need to do because, you know, there just might not be enough content otherwise. Short term, you know, while I do still have food money and, you know, I'm still doing okay, although I'm already trying to ration and cut down how much I'm eating, my brain will, you know, obviously still function pretty well. So at least short term, I'll probably have something to talk about. It might or might not interest you. Might be something like a Hearthstone deck strategy or maybe rambling about something older that I haven't talked about before. But hopefully, you know, I can continue to create content and at least keep happy doing my podcast and my website updates, even though, you know, going to events and making videos of that is currently on hold due to not having the money for that. But if you were considering helping, that would be awesome. And if you can't, you know, maybe spread the word. I put a a post on my Facebook page about the Patreon site. So you might want to forward that to your friends, you know, might be interested or just, you know, share it on your own page. And even that could help. Some of you people might know a lot of people who might be interested in helping somebody out who's down on their luck. We just try to do, you know, free stuff that is interesting to somebody, hopefully. Hopefully I'm not talking to myself out here. But I guess that is it for this very sad Rabbit Slumbings podcast. And hopefully in the future I can avoid talking about the sad things. Because I don't like to talk about the sad things here on the podcast. makes people sad. That's mostly what the epic fail writing is for. But I figured I should probably mention it, you know, at least once. So people who are at least semi-regular listeners would, you know, get it in a reasonable amount of time. And hear all the sad news. And hopefully, I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. So you wonder what your part is, because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is, so your real home's in your chest. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Everyone's got villains they must face. And then there's sort of the higher island area, which is far less resortish and more like just again. There's more. There's brain and brain. What is brain? You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, You can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. 
be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.